God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Ain't he good? Amen. Woke us up this morning. Start us on our way. Amen. Uh, how many of you um, have actually uh, been learning? How many learn anything? Anybody learn anything yet? Tell me what you learned. See, I'm going to ask that question. Oh, man, very good. We are in what's called the what age? The church age. Amen. Is it on there yet? It's coming there. It's, it's always when you get ready to go. Amen. We are in the church age. And what does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, okay, so I'm going to give you some insight on that too about what it means to be in the church age because sometimes we repeat stuff, but we need to know what it really means. Uh, being in the church age means that the Holy Spirit is now on earth. Okay, a couple things you want to write down. Okay, so Holy Spirit is here on earth. If you didn't think that you had any help, you have help. God has given you the Holy Spirit. This age, the church age, uh, was inaugurated, amen, at the baptism of Jesus Christ, but also at his ascension. After he ascended to heaven, watch this, he ascended to heaven, and then he told the disciples to go and wait, amen. And at the day of Pentecost, the day of Pentecost, when he told them to go wait for, wait, wait for, wait for it, amen, he told them to go wait. They went up into the upper room, and then we had the inauguration of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit now it, just like Jesus came to earth in a physical body, the Holy Spirit descended down. Come on, help me somebody. Why, why is that so important for you to understand? Why do you think? Why do you think, why do you think, uh, why do you think that's important for you to understand? All right, all right, all right. The Holy Spirit is holding it together. Now, I, I don't want to let the cat out the bag just yet, or the bag out the cat. Um, go, go to, uh, well, go to John chapter 14. All right. This is an important piece. I don't know who started me on that, but it's an important piece, okay? John chapter 14. All right. John chapter 14. How many came to learn tonight? 1426, amen? 1425. Look what he says here. He says, these things I've spoken to you while abiding with you. You see it? It's on the screen. But the what? The helper. The who? Okay, so let me let the cat out the bag. After we rapture. All right, I talked about rapture last week, right? Everybody understand what rapture is? What is the rapture? Tell me what the rapture is. God, that word, that word, that word, that word, that word. What would you say? Caught up. Some of you say I get caught up in a lot of stuff, but this caught up is a lot different than that caught up. To be caught up, to be snatched. 
All right. So that's what the word caught up. That's what the word rapture means. Right. So here's the deal. So the rapture means that at the second coming of Christ. Okay. At the second coming of Christ. Now remember, he's not coming to earth like that. He's just coming to snatch us up. Okay. Now watch this. When we get caught up, whatever's left behind, whoever's left behind, there will be no Holy Spirit. Now let me say this to you real quick. If we didn't have the Holy Spirit today, I wouldn't be in church. He is our helper. The reason I say that is because he's the one right now that's empowering us to live godly. Listen, I'm trying to help somebody today. I'm going to say one more time. Without the Holy Spirit, oh Lord Jesus. Somebody say, oh Lord Jesus. How many, how many believe that? Now, here's the thing though. Here's the thing about the Holy Spirit you need to know, okay? In this dispensation, remember I used the word dispensation? What is dispensation? What, is that, what does that word mean? A particular way that God rules, right? Dispensationalism, right? So watch this. He says, these things I've spoken to you while abiding with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, what? In my name, watch this, he will what? So we know that the help, he's a helper. All right. The word for Holy Spirit is parakaleo. And that word parakaleo means to come alongside. So the reason why we can really make it as Christians. See, some of us just get defeated, but we don't realize all the resources we have as a Christian living in this time. You say, I can't do this no more. It's too hard. I'm struggling with life. I'm struggling with this. But if you really understand that you have a helper, come on, help me somebody. Okay. And, and listen, and he will be, he abides with you until the day that we're rapture or the day that you die. You are never without the Holy Spirit's presence with you. Now, Here's the thing. Here's the thing now. Watch this now. He says, he says, look what he says. He will what? He will teach you all things. You know who's teaching tonight? Not me. The Holy Spirit is the one responsible for doing the teaching. Look what he says. He says, and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Now, contextually, Jesus is about to go to Calvary. And what he's saying, what he's alluding to, the, the fact that he's alluding to here is that after he dies, it, you know, in the Old Testament, the children of Israel, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. You, you do know that, right? They did not have the Holy Spirit. What they literally had was God himself. Amen. They heard the voice of God. They had Moses as a represent, as a represent, representation of God and that kind of stuff, but they didn't have the Holy Spirit then. So, so this is why it was really hard for them to stay the course. Uh, they, they couldn't do it just by hearing the word and obeying it. They needed something else. God knew that 
we in this time, because of the times we live in, that we would need someone divine, someone so supernatural, someone so powerful to restrain us. There's a lot of times I want to do some things. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. (laughs) I want to say some things. Watch this. Here's what happens. If I read this word and I pray, I say, Lord, help me today to have your peace. The Holy Spirit comes along with the word and he's the one that empowers you to have that peace. Without the Holy Spirit. So we live in the church age, as the sister said, but we live in a good age. This generation is great. Listen to me. Great. But here's what we're doing. Some of us are not living up to our true potential as believers. Because we're operating either on emotion. Come on, help me somebody. We're operating on feelings. Amen. We're operating on experience. That's why... When you go to some churches, they're so laden down with music that they don't put the word in there because, watch this, because they think that having the Holy Ghost means you have to have some form of experience. Now, I've talked about this before. I've shared this with you before, but maybe you, maybe you would listen. I don't know if you would, but here's the thing. Uh, maybe you didn't understand it, but to understand it, at, to understand it in the times that we're living in, it really helps you to realize that you're not the one that's really, you know, making these decisions. Lord have mercy. Watch this. Look what he says. He says, he will teach you all things and bring everything to your remembrance that I said. Verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Watch this now. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Now, here's the thing you need to know about the Holy Spirit. In the midst of a dying world, he gives you what? Peace. Lord have mercy. He gives you what? Peace. The Holy Spirit is responsible to bring that peace. And the peace that he gives. Now, why is he, why is he responsible to bring that peace? Why, how is it, how is it that he brings that peace? Tell you why, how it is, right? Hello, everybody. Do y'all remember when we started this in week one? I told you that the signs of the times. Y'all remember that first Timothy passage? What, what did it say? Men will be what? Lovers of self? Come on. Lovers of money? Boastful? Arrogant? Revilers? Disobedient? To parents? Ungrateful? Unholy? Unloving? Unreasonable? Okay, watch this. Watch this. Check it out. They're going to be all that. And you're going to be living in that world. Dealing with those same kind of people. But the only person that can help you have peace in the world is the Holy Spirit. 
Thank God for the church age. Thank God that I'm saved right now. Because let me say this to you. If you don't get caught up and you are left behind, no Holy Spirit. Gone. What do you have now to restrain you? Nothing but the word of God. But it's going to be just like the Old Testament with the Jews. Now watch this. Even even in in the book of Revelation, uh, during that thousand year reign of Christ, they were going to reinstitute, watch this, sacrifice in the temple. Why? For the Jew. You see what I'm saying? See, everything after chapter 4 is not for you. I keep saying it every week. Even this, they're going to have temple sacrifice again. They're going to be sacrificing animals. And I am assuming, and I'm alluding to this, it's not going to be because they can't get saved by faith alone and Christ alone, but it's going to be as a reminder for the Jew. Okay, but remember, they will be without the Holy Spirit. Man, listen, if we didn't have the Holy Spirit, y'all, and sometimes you go to some churches and the Holy Spirit's not there. That's why people fight and cuss and, you know, all the kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Because the problem we have today is that we don't know, we don't understand, or we don't pay attention to the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is an important part to your life. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Remember I told you all on Sunday how the Lord whooped me, right? <laughs> it was the Holy Spirit that said, oh, you're spending too much time on that. The Holy Spirit will will say to you stuff like not in an audible voice, but you will get some form of a a message when the pastor's preaching and you're like, man, how you know all my business? Amen. It's the Holy spirit, but notice what he gives you. He gives you what peace. Here's what I'm saying. The world can't give you anything. I I dealt with this two weeks ago. What, what can the world give us? But why are we always running to the world to find it? We will give up Bible study. We will give up worship services because we got to get on our grind. We got to do this. The world can't give you anything. Are you following me? The world is set against you as a Christian. All right. Now. Uh, let's, let's look at this real quick. Let, let, let me, I, I don't even know how I even got this. Holy Spirit, huh? All right. Now watch this. Let me show you something. Let's see something here. Jesus has been crucified. Uh, here he is. Uh, matter of fact, I know where I need to go. Let's go to the book of Acts. Let me show you how it works. All right? And I, I really believe... Um, look what he says here. Uh, in Acts chapter 1, it says, The first account I composed, Theophilus, among all that Jesus began to do and teach. The first account I composed, Theophilus, 
Luke is our writer, Luke the doctor. So Dr. Luke was a doctor, a real doctor, the writer of the book of Acts and the book of Luke. Okay. He says he's writing about all that what Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up. There it is. There's that taken up. You know what that is? To be caught up. That's rapture. To heaven after he had by given what? See, when Jesus was on earth, he was living just like you and I to give us an example. Jesus did not operate, even though he was God, he never operated on his own. Listen, if some of you are were really to give, to like surrender to the Holy Spirit, you would see how far you go in life. And I'm talking about yielding to him, following his direction. You say, how do you do that? Well, you have to be filled with the spirit, but you also have to read his word to get direction from him. Direction and instructions, right? Look what it says. Uh, because it says here that he, he was, after he had by the Holy Spirit, given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these, he also presented himself alive after suffering by many convincing what? Proofs. Appearing to them over a period of what? Remember, we, you asked me, like, what would, be, what would our glorified bodies look like? Well, here it is. He appeared to them for a period of 40 days after he resurrected from the grave, speaking things concerning the kingdom of God. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had what? Promise, which he said, you heard of from me. Are you seeing that? For John baptized with what? But you will be with what? Now, let me explain what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. Anybody know what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is? Think about immersion, right? Think about when you got, when I put you in that water, you went down in the water with your old life, immersed. And then when I pulled you up, you came up to your new life. So I want you to picture it for a minute. The moment you confess with your mouth and believed in your heart that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again from the dead, you were saved, but you were baptized immediately in the Holy Spirit. That's how you got the Holy Spirit. Watch this. You were filled you were sealed and you were baptized at the moment of your salvation. Now, there are some groups that tells you this. When you got saved, you didn't catch the Holy Ghost till later on because, when you, because you started living right. And then you started speaking in tongues. Or you became more spiritual than the other person next to you. That is incorrect information. Okay? Now, when this word, when it says, but you will be baptized. All right? It's in the imperative mood. It's a fact that it, it happened and it will, will happen. But it's continuous action, which means that Aristotle 
continuous action, which means you don't have to be baptized again. You don't need no special miracle or special feeling to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Just like I don't have to keep baptizing you every week. Just like you don't have, and listen, some of you are baptized, you done messed up, right? Hold on a minute. Don't tell on yourself. I baptized you, but guess what? You fell back. Do, do you think I need to baptize you again? No. I don't need to baptize you again. So the baptism is a one-time thing, but it's a permanent thing. The moment you're baptized, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Watch this. The, the, the second thing you are, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, so he's in you. When you seal something, it can't come out, right? Oh, I wish I had you. Okay? That's why after you get saved, listen to me real good on this now. After you get saved, that's why the Bible starts making sense to you. How many used to read the Bible before you were saved? Anybody? So, I mean, all y'all ain't been saved all your life. So, okay, let me ask you a question. Did it make any sense? Huh? They make no sense, right? Now, let me ask a question now. How is it that you understand it now? The Holy Spirit is in you. And because you're sealed with him, He's the one that, let me give you a word, write it down. It's called illumination. He illuminates, that word illumination means to shed light on. The only way a person can understand the word of God, they have to be saved and be filled with, well, and have the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me, let me, baptize and sealed. Now. There's a third thing that you need to know. You ready? We lose the filling. And the devil knows that we lose the filling. So he gets, a, he gets us caught up on feeling. So if I don't feel the Holy Ghost, like, right? So I'm looking, I'm searching for this feeling. Oh, I feel sanctified now that I sung this song. That ain't how you get filled. So you're sitting in church, you think you're filled, but you ain't learning nothing because you don't have, you don't, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit, but you have grieved him. Now, the filling operates like a gas station. Here's what I'm saying. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, man, you are you, it's like you have laser sharp eyes. You you see it coming. You see stuff, man. You start doing right, man. Listen, you start praying. You, man, listen, you on point. But it's like a gas station. You lose the feeling as you're living. And you're going through situations in life. You're going through stuff. And all of a sudden, some of you at the bottom of your tank right now. So you scraping up all that dirt down there and it's going through your injectors. You still got a little bit of spirituality in you, but it ain't working so good. You ain't making no momentum in your spiritual life because you're scraping the bottom. See? Now watch this. What the devil wants you to focus on is, well, I'm going to just go to church. But you're not filled. 
You just wasted an hour. Because you have no feeling. Lord have mercy. You had an experience, but you had no feeling. What do you mean, pastor? Here's how you get filled. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. Fill me again. I repent of my sins. That's why it's so important before you come through the doors. And when you get in your seat, you say, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness and Holy Spirit, fill me afresh so that I can hear what pastor is saying today. And that's how easy it is. It ain't going to cost you four ninety five a gallon. Because you already have him in you. Now, check this out. When you, gr- okay, so, mm, let me see, I'm going to put this here. Holy Spirit is your partner. Just put it like that. So I want you to think about when you grieve him. The Bible says we can grieve him. Here's how we grieve him. We grieve him by doing the opposite of what we know to do right. What we know right and we do wrong, we're grieving him. You know you ain't supposed to be there. (laughs) Charlie, where you been? (laughs) You know you ain't supposed to do that, but you're doing it. You're practicing it. Watch this. So this is how the Holy Spirit works. Come here. Come here, you. I want you to walk alongside me. All right? So when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're walking alongside each other. Holy Spirit like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's all good. Right? Holy Spirit's like, yeah. All right? I want to go this way. Pull me. Pull. Holy Spirit. I'm like, man, shoot. I pull me again. See? He's going to keep. And I'll be like, all right, okay, all right. All right, now I'm going this way now. Pull me. And I done left him way behind. Now he's where he's supposed to be. But here I am. I done went up 59. I done shoot. I done, I done went to Santa. I done went to Atlanta. Atlanta, ATL. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. I ain't where I'm supposed to be. Now I'm all out in the wilderness. Now I feel like, you know, I'm bumping my head up against the wall and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, but you still have the Holy Spirit in you now. He's still in you, but he's not leading you. Because you've grieved him to the point where he's, no, stand back there. He's just standing there and literally what he does. Oh, yeah, tie my shoes. He ties your shoes and all that. Because he know you're going to fall. Watch this. So he's standing right there, right? Check this out. Watch this now. He's standing right there, right? But here's what he does after a while. He starts making intercession for you. He starts praying, Lord, I know this fool. I mean, I know this. Lord, help him, Lord. And then all of a sudden, you're going to get into a situation where you're going to, I'm going to see you back in here. You're going to run right back up in here. Talk about you're going to come up here snotting your nose and crying. Lord, I'm so sorry, Lord. But the beauty of having the Holy Spirit is you won't stay away too long. 
But the next time you leave him behind, stop for a moment and say, Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. And wherever you are, come on, find me, girl. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Now, I'm saying fill me. He got to find me. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, he locates me. And he's like, okay, I'm here with you. And guess what he does now? Guess what he does now? He brings me back. And then I start feeling bad. Not to the point to take your life, but I just feel bad. Because I've sinned. And then the doors of the church are open. This is why the devil has distorted the opening of the doors of the church. He don't want no, he don't want no passive. We don't open the doors of the church no more. We just pray. Right? They open the doors of the church so you can come down and make a repentance and give your life back to him. That's how it works. That's how it works. And so the Holy Spirit now in this, and, and the reason I'm dealing with this tonight is because I want you to know not just the signs of the times, I want you to know how to survive in these times. You see what I'm saying? So anytime you feel, watch this, anytime you feel distant or disconnected, come on somebody, anytime you feel lost, any of you ever felt lost again? Like, seriously, like, like you feel like, man, I'm lost. I don't think I'm saved. Like, shoot. Seriously, because this stuff I'm into right now, I just can't let it go. I just can't stop. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. That, those feelings are there not to condemn you, but to bring you back. And God is saying, I left you. Watch this. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Watch what he says. He says, I want you to go there and wait, right? Watch this. Gather them together and he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the father had promised, which he said, you heard of from me for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking, Lord, is, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the epochs which the father has fixed by his own authority. But you, watch this now. Here's what I want to show you. But you will receive what? Power. That word is deutimus. It's different than than exousia power. This is deutimus power. And this power has to do with ability. See, when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, you receive the ability to live in these last days. Come on somebody. And be more than conquerors. You can rise above what you're going through. Because God has given it to you. Through the Holy Spirit. Maybe I need to do a Holy Spirit teaching. I'm doing that now. Watch this. And when the Holy Spirit. Watch this. Has come upon you. See that? He is what? Come upon you. That word means to simply be immersed by him. To be filled with him. To be sealed with him. Watch this. He says he will come upon you. And what happens after you have the Holy Spirit, y'all? 
He says, you shall be my... Wait a minute. Here's what happens also. After you are filled and sealed and baptized with the Holy Spirit, you start talking about your experience. You become a witness for God. You don't keep it to yourself. Listen, listen, let me say this. We live in a generation right now, in, in, in this time that we're living in, this last days where we say it's hard, but it ain't hard if the Holy Spirit is in you. Matter of fact, you ain't got to do nothing. I remember when I got saved. I got saved at 25, okay? 25 years old, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And then when I got saved, I couldn't shut up. The same God that saved me is the same God that saved you. I could not shut up about Jesus. I started telling everybody. I said, I was just like amazed. Why? I'm like, how come nobody's talking about Jesus? I was so excited about my experience, but my transformation of life. And because I knew there was something in me. Greater is he that's in you. And he ain't just talking about Jesus. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. You have in these earthen vessels, treasures, spiritual treasures. It ain't just because you look good. A lot of us spend so much time focusing on the external that we don't even have a clue what we have spiritually. But you and I can use it. Watch the text. Text says, you'll be my witnesses, what? Both in Jerusalem and in in Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth. Look what he says next. And after he had said these things, he lifted up, he he was lifted up uh, while they were looking and on the cloud received and, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who was taken up from from you into heaven will come. There it is. In just the same way as you have watched him what? Go into heaven. So we see that Jesus was what? Raptured. Watch the next part of this verse. Then the then they returned to Jerusalem from Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey, a Sabbath day day's journey away. Now let me tell you, you know how long you know how long that walk is? That walk was about thirty miles on foot. Okay, and when they had entered the city, they went to the upper room where they were staying. And this, and, and, and this is Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, the whole crew is there. Okay, and these all, verse 14, it says, these all with what? One mind were continually what? Devoting themselves to what? To what? Prayer. Along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. Now, let me, let me. Go on down here now to chapter 2 right here. It says, and when the day of Pentecost, the word Pentecost means 50. Okay? Pentecost means 50. That's 50 days after, right? Watch this. It's an important feast. Okay? It says, and he and had come, and they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven. Watch this now. A noise like a violent rushing wind. All right. And it filled the what? The whole house where they were sitting. 
And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with what? Other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now, let me explain how the Holy Spirit works. They were there for Passover. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me explain what happens. These feasts, these Jewish feasts, I'll teach you all about that later on. Okay, so the Jewish people, they gather together for these different feasts. Okay, one of the feasts, feast of Pentecost, right? Pentecost. Watch this. So when they came back for Passover... All Jews will come back once a year from all over the world back to Jerusalem for the feasts. Now, the reason the Holy Spirit was distributing tongues, the word tongues there means language, glosso. So, watch the text. Watch the text. Now, there were Jews living where? Devout men from where? Everywhere? Everywhere? Under heaven. So when it says every nation under heaven, it means the whole. Does that make sense? And when this sound occurred, the crowd came together and they were bewildered because each one of them, watch this now, were hearing them. Speak what? Okay. They were hearing them because there were Jews from where? In Jerusalem for the Passover. Okay, you ready? Remember, they would worship once a year. See, not like us. We worship every week. They worship once a year. Because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. They didn't have Jesus Christ to pay the price for their sins. So they had to come like that. Watch this. Watch this. So they heard them speaking in what? In their language. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't Honda, Mitsubishi, Starbucks. You ever seen those TV preachers? Oh, Shanda. Y'all hear it? Y'all ever seen that? Am I by myself or? Nobody saw that? Huh? You, you, you seen it? You seen it before? How many used to speak in tongues? Let me see all you who used to speak in tongues. Right. You see what I'm saying? So here's the thing. That was an emotional thing. If it wasn't Japanese or Russian or Italian, then what was you doing? I spoke in tongues too. They convinced me. I wanted to go smoke a cigarette. They had me up there too long. <laughs> this is in Virginia. I promise you. They're like, come on, you can do it. I'm like, man, chill up. They're like, okay, cool. You got the Holy Ghost now. I'm like, whoo, let me go get my cigarette, man. Like, dang, man. <laughs> Y'all know I was a trip, man. 
They, they thought I was really saved. <laughs> I thought I was saved. But I wasn't saved. The language, look, the language to which they were what? The Medes, what? Elamites and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Pergada, uh, Pergada, um, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the district of Libya. Watch this. All of these people, it says here, the Cretans, the Arabs, were here. We hear them in our own what? It even says that tongues here is language. Are you seeing that? And they were speaking in their tongues. And they were wondering how in the world would they speak in Japanese, but they were never trained. These were fishermen. Tell your neighbor the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit will cause you to do some things you never thought you could ever do. Are you with me? It's text says, and they all continue in amazement and with great perplexity saying to one another, what does this mean? And watch this. And others will mock at them saying they're full of that sweet wine. See, they thought they were drunk. And that's how the misinterpretation of people in church today talking about and all this other stuff and they're getting people all emotionalized and they ain't said nothing. God don't even know that language. What language is that? It ain't even ghetto. It ain't even hood. What is it? And then they got you thinking in your mind Oh, I didn't say it. So. Oh, when I go in my prayer closet, oh, shouldn't have been. God's like, just speak the language I gave you. Gosh, stop. You wonder why your prayer not being answered? Because you ain't asking in your language. You asking in something else. So keep praying that. You ever thought about that? That your prayer is not even being answered because God don't even understand the la- If God who created the tongue don't know that language, how are you going to answer? That's it for me tonight. Give God a hand clap. Praise you. It's just logical. Listen. We live in the last days. And people are going to fool you. To make you think. That you're just so spiritual. Can I help you with something? You already have everything you need. You're saved, you're sanctified, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Remember, just ask him, Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. Forgive me of my sin.